Hello, and welcome to the Water Woman podcast. My name is River Felprin, and I am a conscious creation guide. I have my own life coaching business, um, and I am here to talk about um, some of the energies that have been coming up uh, just within myself, within um, clients and and folks that I've been talking with um, in recent times while we're all sort of in this, you know, amalgamation of energies. um, Each of us are birthing some kind of creation, whether that be a business or um, calling in a job that fulfills us or moving into a new home and settling in and and making that our own and something that I've noticed in a lot of these conversations is that there can be a lot of stories around identity that when when they first emerge can feel like our intuition so they can feel like resistance and and I'll give an example in a moment um but let me give you a little bit of backstory first so you know, for many years of my life, because so many of us are socialized in this way, I really deeply leaned into my masculine energies. Um, but as a child, because I was in traditional schooling and um, my grades and the classes that I was in were my um, main source of accomplishment. Um, and sort of sense of value, self-value. Um, so yeah, during my adolescence and then to college, um, I was just very deeply leaned into kind of my logic brain and, um, you know, uh, very was very comfortable in the realms of um, logic and order and um, if P, then Q, therefore, (laughs) you can tell how long it's been since I've taken a math class, Um, you know, but very sequential, very, um, uh, the word is escaping me, deductive, deductive reasoning was was, um, my world. And so, um, you know, as I as I grew older and kind of transitioned into a new way of being, what felt like a deeper way of being as I, um, you know, moved away from where I grew up and I moved to Asheville, North Carolina and started to really sense into the deeper energies um, within myself and on this, on this earth. And those mountains, the Appalachian Mountains, really deeply spoke to me in a language that I could receive. Um, So even as I was kind of transitioning out of this 
more logic brain, still having a lot of resistance to spirituality and particularly to anything having to do with God. Um, and I, I was very clever in using other language that felt more comfortable at the time, like the universe and the divine and spirit. Um, you know, all that, all that to say that I really started leaning in deeply to my divine feminine energies within myself. Um, and so what that looked like in, in various capacities was, um, you know, really deeply leaning into trust, um, tuning into what my intuition felt like in my body, um, you know, what a no felt like, what a yes felt like. And that led me to different paths that led me to um, go through massage school. And then at the end of massage school, that led me to sell all my belongings and move into my car and hit the road. Um, and I'm so grateful for all of these experiences um, because... You know, not only did that strengthen my relationship with my intuition and my trust and faith in in myself and, and ultimately in the divine, um, but it also allowed me to start really dissolving um, these different aspects of myself that I had previously thought were my, my identity, who I was. Um, so it was such a beautiful experience, and even last year... Um, you know, during the pandemic, I returned back to the area where I grew up, the DC area, and I spent a lot of time on my own and, you know, getting really quiet and getting really still and coming into even deeper intimacy with my guides, my ancestors, um, again, my intuitive guidance and how that showed up in my body. And I was really moving very slowly and I wasn't putting any pressure on myself to create anything. Whatever was created was coming from a place of, um, you know, just pleasure of creation. And it felt really important to me to um, continue to come from that place that felt like, you know, my divine center. Um, and simultaneously, I was beginning to experience this increasing pressure to, um, have some movement in my experience, have some change, some transformation, some shifts. Um, you know, yes, I was really healing deeply with my inner child and um, just healing all the previous stories I had held about um, how energy shows up in my body. Um, you know, a lot of us, because of the way that we are socialized, we begin to internalize the energies that are showing up for us. And when we are very energetically sensitive, there's a lot that shows up in us that is coming from the collective or it's coming from our family of origin um, or it's coming from, you know, inherited ancestral wounds. And a lot of us, when we're young, internalize um, these energies as 
who we are again our identity um, and you know I was I was in therapy since I was seven and so uh, traditional therapy often makes the mistake of diagnosing um, very quickly and kind of leaning on diagnosis uh, before kind of holding space and and helping helping heal helping our clients heal so um, you know, I had a lot of identities like I have depression, I have anxiety, this is a part of me, this is something I will live with for the rest of my life. And so I'm so grateful to have come to a place where I no longer identify with those um, structures, those, those systems of thought. And so now when an energy of, let's say, tension is moving through my solar plexus which is often where um, when I was younger that was a sensation that I would identify as anxiety was this you know tight constriction in my solar plexus and and for many years I, I felt like that was just always present and it felt chronic um, and I, I just thought that I was gonna have to live with that so um, now being in a place where I can you know, feel that sensation and be witness to it um, and observe it as a neutral um, point of data, I can then start, you know, um, investigating uh, what is this energy? What is it teaching me? Um, you know, often if there's tension that I feel, I know that, okay, there's something here that is wanting to get my attention. Something, some part of me that is asking for deeper integration. Um, and when we allow ourselves that deeper intimacy with ourselves, which um, I just uh, watched a beautiful workshop by Simone Soul, um, S-E-O-L. She has a wonderful business having to do with... Um, joyful marketing and uh, the healing that wants to happen so that we can show up more deeply in our businesses but I'll, I'll talk about that either later in this episode or in another episode um so yeah what, what I really wanted to talk about today the reason why I say all of this is because I've been exploring recently um a lot around that that um, healthy balance with the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And when I say divine feminine, um, what I think of and feel are, you know, sort of our intuitive abilities, our, um, you know, our connection with spirit, with God. I think of in terms of the chakras, I think of often... The crown, the third eye, the heart, um, you know, some of those kind of overlap in their genders, uh, maybe more the heart or the heart and the third eye, and then maybe also, you know, I mean, the womb, so the sacral chakra, those are kind of, to me, the very feminine, um, earth, you know, really, um, deep and subtle and powerful energy centers. Um, these are, you know, um, when we when we feel into being guided and led 
by our deepest intuition and instincts. That's, that's to me what I feel is the divine feminine. Um, of course, it is also the, you know, the mother. It is the, um, the unconditional love, the faith, the unseen work that we do in these human bodies. And the divine masculine is the action, it is the direction, and it also is the container. And this is something else that I've been, you know, contemplating and and talking with other people about recently. Um, Because recently I had this vision um, as I'm coming into my divine masculine more and more in this more integrated sense, I had this vision come through of the divine feminine being the elements of water and air. Um, you know, and, and water and air don't really have the ability to take shape on their own. Um, you know, of course... Um, water can can freeze um, but there's still there's still a catalyst for that there's still an initiation energy of the cold for that Um, so let's assume we're in a nice balmy area it's summertime like it is here in northern Virginia at this time and so water if she does not have a vessel is a puddle right she's just she's on the sidewalk and she is in her flow state she's feeling very fluid she's feeling very um able to shape shift but what she's not feeling able to do is move or um make physical contact with a solid being she's just kind of a puddle on the floor um and so when she is given a vessel that and it's important that this vessel be appropriate for her needs so you know we don't need to be in a vessel of and you know by the way of course the vessel is the divine masculine um so we don't when we think about this vessel We could think about, um, you know, what is it made out of? Is it made out of wood? Um, Let's say a soft wood, one that bends with uh, the moisture in the air and the temperature, one that uh, maybe is very thin and can kind of um, be shaped accordingly, right? Like maybe wood that you could build a boat out of. So it's buoyant, um, but it can also hold the water in this very loving embrace. Um, You know, if we were to think about a vessel that maybe wasn't so supportive of the needs of water, perhaps that would be, you know, a thick metal, um, very dense, very heavy. um, it It would take a lot of energy to to shapeshift this container, right? We would have to melt it at thousands and thousands of degrees with hot, hot flames. 
um, to melt this container or to, to change its shape at all. So, you know, we want to honor that water. I know I said water and air, but water feels, of course, for me, particularly, um, I have a sense in my body of water. You know, I mean, our bodies are water. And water wants freedom and fluidity. Um, and what I'm recognizing for myself is, is my water thought that freedom was no vessel, no container, right? That's kind of, um, I think because we've been raised to believe that masculine and structure equals oppression, um, we've kind of taken it to an extreme and we've gone very far into the divine feminine and we've told ourselves, this is freedom. This is total freedom. Um, and what I realized when I lived my everyday life, totally leaned into the divine feminine, into stillness, into quiet, into solitude, into prayer. You know, all of these things are so beautiful and so crucial for our spiritual well-being. And if we do not have other components of our um, lived experience, if these are the only energies that we are working with, there is only so far that we can get in this three-dimensional realm. You know, when we are not in a body and we are pure awareness, you know, completely untethered to the physical realm, that, that is our opportunity to really lean into those sort of etheric, shapeless puddle formations, right? Um, but while we're living in this three-dimensional reality, inherently there is movement, inherently there are physical needs, and so inherently we need to start tending to our vessel in a way that will um, allow for freedom of expression and, and, you know, allow that water to shape shift as she feels called while also supporting ourselves and even holding ourselves accountable, you know, so we can, part of our vessel, part of our structure can be the work that we do. Um, in our careers. So whether that be the business that we are creating, um, whether that be the home that we are living in, the commitments we're making, you know, these are all things that previously I thought were, um, they were for other people. You know, I, I had this story that my path is just to be this spiritual light being and all that physical stuff you know, that's just for other people who are living. Of course, this is a, a story that was not serving me, but I had this story of judgment of other people who aren't awakened, who aren't enlightened. You know, they can live a life where they have to pay their mortgage and their, you know, car insurance and health insurance. And um, yeah, I just, I thought that's not the life for me. That's not that's not a life that is connected with the divine. 
So I'm learning. It's very humbling, you know, of course. Um, where was I? I was speaking about the vessel that holds us, you know, and you can play with the vessel. Of course, we could talk about this forever. Um, but, you know, the vessel could be porous. It could be made out of clay or volcanic rock. Um, it could have holes. It could be woven. It could be a woven basket. Um, so, so each of us gets to play with, you know, the, the elements and the characteristics of the vessel that holds us, holds our divine feminine, holds our intuition. Um, but something else that I really wanted to speak to, um, because it just felt juicy. I was talking on the phone the other day with my friend and she was sharing with me um, that she has decided to pursue a path. I'll just be specific. She's going to school to be an esthetician. And this was um, a decision that, uh, you know, she was expressing to me. There was a lot of going back and forth about, you know, this is technically going back to school. And she was sharing with me that she has previously held a lot of stories around her ability to thrive in a traditional school setting. And what came up when we were speaking about this was um, I was sharing with her that, you know, we can, we can hold these Um, you know, I'll call them stories about ourselves and there may be some truth to them, right? Stories don't have to be totally false, but a story is simply something that we believe is descriptive of some aspect of ourselves. So a story is, you know, a part of our self-identity, in some way. And we hold these stories because of past experiences, right? So if she has a story about I don't thrive in a school, traditional school setting, then that means that she's had experiences maybe in childhood or high school, or if she tried to go to college, um, and probably she experienced some form of, you know, intense, dissociation or suffering in that environment which you know I did too I've had a lot of different and many of us um you know but but we were taught that going to school was crucial for you know our success our careers um we didn't really a lot of us didn't feel like we had a choice um so these stories get built um because of, you know, either trauma or unpleasant experiences in the past. And those stories continue to exist within us for the sake of protecting us from from future pain. And so we hold this story, I do not thrive in a traditional school setting. But what we were exploring was... How can we now, in our present, you know, way of being with our current needs and desires and the vision that that is true for us now, 
and what we've identified as our direction and, and what we need to move in that direction, right? So for me, I had to identify for myself, wow, I've been directionless because I've wanted to be so in a pure state of awareness that actually I've been experiencing um, stagnation and suffering. I've felt stuck and trapped, even though my intention was to feel free. So I had to identify for myself, wow, I need some structure. I need financial sovereignty. Um, and I need to create my own business. This is what this supportive structure is going to look like for me. Um, so when we've kind of identified our direction um, and our needs to move in that direction, that's when these old stories start to emerge. And when they come up, you know, the initial sensation may feel like our intuition saying no. And that's, that's where um, this juiciness is because there may be a part of ourselves that is saying no and that it's, it's a powerful, whenever we feel resistance, that's a powerful moment to pause and take some time here, right? It's just calling us into intimacy to know ourselves deeper again, like Simone Soul talks about. Um, and this is also an opportunity to hear those stories, you know, so that's when the thoughts are coming up. Well, I don't, I don't thrive in a traditional school setting. So if I'm considering going back to school, whether that be massage school or esthetician school or a coaching course, which I'm currently in, um, then, then doesn't that mean I shouldn't go down this path of whatever this new um, version of school has presented to me. Um, but this is, this is where this process of what I call contouring our stories, this is where this comes in. And so this is a beautiful opportunity to get really specific about where did this story come from? What experiences did this story, um, birth from or or emerge from so let's say you know previously the only schooling i've been in was in a full-time you know whatever it was eight to three um, monday through friday container right let's look at the container the vessel of it um and within that container um also within that container was I didn't think I had a choice. I thought I had to do this school. I had to be in college. I had to get this degree. I had to do it for four years. And this is just what it looked like, right? So that element of choice is also very important within our container. Um, so yeah, getting really clear about, well, where did this story come from? What did that experience specifically look like and can I imagine a possible future where there may be some similarities to that container, right? So maybe I am considering going back to school, but maybe this new school experience looks like having class two days a week, um, you know, for four hours at a time. 
Um, and it's a, it's a, you know, the result of this schooling is taking me in a direction that feels very clear and it feels very, um, you know, divinely guided. Like for me, for instance, when I signed up for my coaching course, like less than a week before that coaching course came into my awareness, I received the direct, you know, often divine guidance doesn't come through as like words for me, but this time it came through as like coaching, (laughs) you will be a coach. (laughs) And so then when the coaching course came up and arrived in my awareness, I was like, okay, I suppose this is the course I'm supposed to take, which, um, you know, this is kind of another topic, but I was listening to the podcast Raw Spirituality this morning and something that they were cautioning, or was it with Lee Harris? One of the two, it was either Lee Harris or Raw Spirituality, was talking about um, not necessarily saying yes to the first, um, I think they said the first upgrade that comes your way. So I could have made the choice to take some time with this coaching um, path and you know, I okay, I received the download, I'm gonna be a coach, okay, great. Um, and then what I could have done is, okay, well, this is one coaching course option. I could have also done some research um, and sort of uh, directed that, that path a little bit more intentionally and consciously. Um, so again, this is just finding a balance between that just kind of intuitive trust of like, this is the download. This is the, you know, God-given option. Here's your coaching course and say yes and just trust. Um, and, you know, maybe it was important for me to just surrender and trust in that moment. Um, but just keeping in mind for myself and for everyone else that in the future, you know, you may receive this point of clarity or this divine download. This is my direction. This is my, uh, this is what I'm working towards now. And that doesn't mean that you have to say yes to the first thing that comes along that's related to that or that feels like it will it will be a first step along that path. Absolutely up to you. Just something that I'm working within myself. Um, and it may help you make some more empowered, informed decisions. Um, but we were speaking about contouring the story. So I'm trying to think about if there's anything else I want to speak to that. Um Yeah, I mean, all of this relates to each of us is continuing to discover our divine path, our divine purpose. And the elements of that are both intuitively guided and directionally guided. So that's the feminine and the masculine. And each of us is, you know, working hard to find a healthy balance and union and interplay between those two energies because those energies want to inform one another the feminine and the masculine want to be in communion they know that they are stronger together and that is why we carry both of these energies within each one of us is because we know that the more integrated we are the better able we are able to move forward you know in the direction of our divine purpose, allow ourselves to adjust at any point. So that's where it becomes important that we 
are able to either contour these stories so that they are very specific so that we can know um, how to move forward in a way that is supportive of our highest good. So ultimately, this is about inner union of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And the divine masculine, that energy is willing to push on some edges, right? To expand the divine. This is, this is what's beautiful about that vessel is that vessel wants to be as expansive as possible because that vessel knows that the more expansive that it is, the more space that water has to play. And she can choose to, let's say, swirl around the edges of that vessel, create a um, vortex in the center. And again, that involves communion with the feminine and the masculine only when they are working together can we create a powerful energy center at the core that will call in you know what what we are manifesting and which will keep us creatively inspired which will tend and grow our vitality um Yeah, so I feel complete. I feel complete in this episode. Um, I know that I touched on a few different subjects. And yeah, I just, I hope that you are tending to your inner union with your divine masculine and your divine feminine. And if anything that I spoke today resonates with you, and this is work that you are wanting to lean into, please feel free to reach out. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook page is called The Water Woman Conscious Creation Guide. And you can go ahead and book a session with me. I do introductory sessions um, complimentary, free of charge. And then if we wish to continue working together, we can, we can talk about what that looks like. Um, I always want to make sure that I'm as accessible to clients as possible. And yes, may you be blessed on your way and, and thank you so much for listening.